Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. The trial of Mark Houck begins. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. We get through the news of the cray together. It's a wild world out there. Why go at it alone? With me today, as always, Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell on this hump day. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Living the dream. <laughs> You're only five, five, six, seven, eight cups of coffee in. I'm still on my first, believe it or not. So mm. things oh, are wow. Working. It's a light day. We're having a so, rough day. It's going <laughs> to <good. laughs> yeah. be good, though. All right. Well, we got a lot coming up on the podcast, including a very moving uh, baptism that's going viral. We'll talk about that. And also on the main thing, we're going to look at why it's important to continue the uh, fight for life even though Roe has been overturned. We'll get into all of that and more on the podcast today. But first, we're going to go through the news here in 90 seconds. And a former NFL player has tracked down and killed a 200-pound, 8.5-foot mountain lion that was terrorizing a Colorado community and did it with a bow and arrow. Former Denver Broncos defensive lineman Derek Wolf is an avid hunter. Got a call from a friend and said, hey, this cat's up here. It's terrorizing the neighborhood. Can you come help? Uh, it was living at times under a woman's porch uh, in, the, in the back of her house. Uh, he ended up getting the cat after a long hunt uh, through the mountains and um, hit it with a bow and said he's processing the animal. He's going to uh, put the animal to use and not go to waste. At least seven people were killed and one critically wounded in shootings at two locations in Half Boon, May, California on Monday. A 67-year-old suspect is in custody and the motive is not known. It's the second time that the media jumped to calling it Asian hate, but then the shooter turned out to be Asian themselves. And jury selection began uh, yesterday in a trial for Mark Houck, whose attorneys say that it could have major implications for how pro-life supporters are allowed to try and advance their message in the future. Um, this case is being covered by CBN's Matt Galka. You can check out his interview with Houck's attorney, Peter Breen, over at CBNnews.com. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNnews.com. Guys, the uh, Houck trial is underway now. And this is going to be an interesting one. I, I think a lot hinges. We've covered this one extensively. For me, I think a lot is probably going to hinge on this video. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to submit this video evidence, but there is purportedly video from the Planned Parenthood security cameras there of this incident and whether or not it is actually a face act violation or not. We're going to we're going to have clarity hopefully with this trial, you know, getting to see the video, understanding the parameters. Right now it's all been really limited to um, you know, this person said this, this person said that, digging up the original report. Um, but once you get into the courtroom, both sides have a chance to really put it out there. So I'm I'm really intrigued most to see what the circumstances of the alleged shove were and what that looked like. Yeah, I'm hoping if we get more details or as we get more details, there'll be some clarity like you were saying. But I think it doesn't help either that all of the releases, all of the information that has come out about Hawk's case, all of it has been seemingly really tied to when is it politically expedient, yeah. right, to to talk about these things. So all of it has been really tied from the left to politics. So I think a lot of conservatives and certainly the pro-life community are kind of wary about, I don't really know how reliable this is. So now that the rubber has to meet the road, I'll be interested to see if there actually is 
any there or there. Yeah. 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 I mean, the contention from Hauk's attorney, Peter Breen, who we've spoken with on Faithwire and CBN before, um, he, he said that this was brought up, the accuser, the uh, 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 his name is Bruce Love. He had brought a private criminal complaint about the shove, and it was thrown out because the guy didn't even show up for court two times. And it seems like it should have ended there, but then the Biden administration picked it up. And that is kind of the big question is why in the world did they pick this thing up when the case got thrown out on a local level? And as we said, that video evidence sure seems like it's going to show whether or not um, there could because a face act violation only takes place if you are blocking a potential client or a you know customer from going in to the clinic and apparently by at least according to Hauk's contention, that wasn't the case at all. There wasn't even a patient there. So you'd think if if that's on videotape that this would be a short trial. But um, nevertheless, they're going to play it out. And um, we're going to have that coverage at CBNnews.com. We're going to head over to our focus story now. And this is a video that we reported on showing an elderly woman's baptism. And it delivers a powerful reminder for believers. So what's the story here, guys? Yeah, so this is a video that was circulated on Twitter. Uh, it happened this weekend, um, and it happened in in London. It was first shared by Ryan Burton King. He's a pastor at Grace Baptist Church, and he was sharing a video of his brother, who's also a pastor. His brother's Reagan Burton King, and he was baptizing this frail and elderly woman. That was the description of this woman, um, which is an important detail because she's an older woman, um, 77 years old. Her name is Susan, and she's had a lot of struggles in her life. She's struggled with Parkinson's and other health issues. And you watch this amazing video of Reagan, of this preacher, you know, dipping her under the water, baptizing her. And you see again, you know, this is somebody who waited until the later years of her life to make a profession of faith. And that video has really captured a lot of attention, really, I think, for for a number of reasons. Yeah, it's really powerful. What do you think this teaches us about you know, patience when it comes to faith? Well, it's, it's intriguing to, to note again that this is somebody, you know, we see a lot of young people who, you know, might, might accept Christ and get baptized, middle-aged people. But a 77-year-old former agnostic, from what we know, um, trusting Jesus, that that is pretty amazing. And um, when Reagan wrote about this, because he also, his brother posted the video, then he commented on it, gave more details on the woman. And he said, as surely as the devil is a liar, he's also a loser. Jesus always wins. And it's such a great line. Uh, but but it shows us that it's never too late to accept Christ, right? We, we could assume that you know, it may never happen for somebody in their life because they're old. But here's the 77 year old woman at the end of her, you know, end of her days later on in her life, accepting Jesus. Yeah. And what do you think this um, says to believers and how they can use this, you know, in your own lives? Because I think the tendency is when there's somebody that's kind of grown uh, into more, the more experienced years in life, shall we say, uh, that you kind of maybe write them off. You know what I mean? So what do, what do you think this says about how we should deal with our loved ones who may be advanced in years. Well, yeah, it's always, it's always, you know, it's always fine and easy to say it's never too late to change. But when it's a mother, a father, a friend, a brother, a sister, an aunt and uncle, people in your life who maybe you've even struggled with, they haven't been easy to deal with and they're not believers. And you've just been praying for years and hoping for years. And you think in the back of your mind, this person's never going to change. It is what it is. 
Um, of course, you know, you have to put in context people's behavior and protect yourself when it's a da- when it's a negative situation. But um, you should never give up that that person can change because we see these examples all the time of somebody waiting until late in their years. It's never too late for that person to change. But we also can't give up on praying for those people, on invoking God on their behalf. When we start to think, oh, they're never going to change, a lot of the times we retreat from those responsibilities of prayer and really believing that God can still change them. So we've got to, I think, get back into that and check ourselves and think about those people in our lives. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, and I think um, it makes me think of Isaiah 59, 1, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. And I think we put God in a box on it subtly in our mind. I mean, I think if you ask everybody, we all know, okay, yes, God can do anything. But in practice, what we do sometimes with particularly people close to us that we know, you just kind of stop, you know, praying, you stop kind of thinking that this can happen for them. And we forget uh, that God's timing is always perfect timing. Yeah. You know, I think too, in, in Western culture, we don't put a lot of emphasis and respect on our elders the way that a lot of other cultures do, a lot of Asian cultures or Latin American cultures, whatever, they, they obviously put a lot of value on, on our elderly citizens. And we just don't have that respect necessarily, I think, in a lot of Western cultures. So I think it is easy to kind of forget the older generation, but the Lord is doing so much with older people, right? The Lord is, uh, has poured out so much for them just as he's poured out for younger generations. So I think it is easy to kind of forget or to, to not think about somebody. Or in my case, there've been times when with my grandparents, maybe I've thought they're older, they've got it all figured out. Like they don't have to worry about things, uh, but they're dealing with the same stressors that we're dealing with. They're, they're anxious about the thing, same things we're anxious about and even different things too. So I think it's important to be prayerful for them. And what a, what a beautiful story of God's faithfulness, even in this woman's later years, yeah. uh, that he still reached out to her and, and saved her. Yeah. And, and I know you guys aren't big sports fans, but if you think about it in the sporting context of a game and you're getting closer to the, to the buzzer, to the, to the final horn, yeah. I mean, for elderly people, that's, that's the reality is that, especially if they have not made a profession of faith, like this is you're running out of chances, you know? You don't know right. what your last it's day is. It's closer to home, literally. Yeah. And so if you're 75, 80, you know, 85, you know, you're okay at some point. I mean, it's just you're you're running out of time here. So the the urgency should actually be greater, but unfortunately sometimes the opposite happens. So I think this uh this story is uh is a fantastic reminder of that. So appreciate you bringing it. We're going to head now over to the main thing. And Kristen Hawkins was at the March for Life, and Trey caught up with her there and talked about a whole host of things, including why it's important to continue fighting for life. I mean, Roe has fallen. It's been 50 years. Everyone's celebrating, but we still have this fight ahead of us in the pro-life community, uh, despite it being overturned. And also, how can we reach out better to Gen Z and um, that group there? Well, Kristen uh, explains and talks about it with Trey on today's main thing. Just a few days ago, Americans from around the country gathered in Washington, D.C. for the 50th March for Life, and the first since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the 1973 Supreme Court decision that granted nationwide legal cover to abortion. Even though the decision on Roe has been reversed, there's still a lot of work to do in the fight for life. We caught up with Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life, to talk about the future of the battle to protect the unborn and how to best reach the next generation of Americans. Here's a part of our conversation. 
Why is it important to be here this year? Well, I think it's very important that the legislators assembled Capitol Hill realize their job is not done yet. We demand protection at conception. That's why I transformed our signs this year, because there's a lot of questions, you know, even leading up into the 2022 primaries, we heard some statements from, you know, pro-life legislators that our job's done, box has been checked, this issue has gone to the states. That's not what the reversal of Roe did. That's not what the Dobbs decision said. It said this is, the states now may act. But this is a federal, this is a state, and this is a local issue. As Biden's weaponized DOJ and FDA have just viciously proven with their approval to tell, you know, our local CVS and Walgreens to distribute life-ending drugs that lead to injury, infertility, and death women, chemical abortion pills, that the, the drug of choice of sex abusers in our country, their decision to push those drugs into every single pharmacy and turn every pharmacy into an abortion facility demonstrates that this is still a federal issue and that our friends up on Capitol Hill need to hear this message loud and clear. You know, it seems like this issue has become more complex and not less complex by this road decision. So how are y'all on the ground with Students for Life helping to equip young people in particular to actually understand this issue and take it to their local lawmakers? I mean, this is incredibly complex. We saw the fear mongering, the misinformation spread immediately on social media after the Dobbs decision. And, you know, no one's taking the brunt of that like our team because no one has more conversations about abortion with those directly targeted by the abortion industry than Students for Life. And so our team, you know, we reported a record high number of conversations this fall, a record high number of conversions. I've set out this uh, massive goal, which I need everyone's prayers and support for, to have a million conversations with Gen Z this year about abortion. If we can get those conversations, we can change minds, we can quell the, 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 the flames of fear that the abortion industry has just been feeding into them, pumping into them. And sadly, many of our mainstream media have been complicit, complete, complicit in. It's been unbelievable. I mean, we have a record high number of vandalizations and discriminations and death threats against our students. I have 60 cases now before our general counsel trying to wade through how to protect all of our students. I now have to travel with armed security anytime I go to a college campus. I have armed security guards at our national headquarters in Virginia because of the threats we received. This is this is an incredibly complex time there's a lot going on because the battles here in Washington it's at every state capital it's on every college campuses and now with abortions on every woman's phone it's on every single cell phone in America my last question for you Kristen is you said you're targeting the Gen Z generation yes. in particular tell me a little bit about that because I think so many make the assumption that they're a lost cause that's right, that's right. You know, we just released a poll yesterday with YouGov, with Students for Life's Institute for Pro-Life Advancement. This is a poll of registered voters of the largest voting bloc in America, and by the way, the most liberal and the least church voting bloc, right? And I was blown away by the responses. Nine out of 10 of the most liberal voters in America say we should not be having no tests, online chemical abortion pills. The majority of this generation does not want Roe versus Wade codified, which the Democrats in Congress voted twice to do this spring, after we told them what Roe versus Wade was. So the, in the poll itself, we actually saw a 20-point shift from pro-choice majority to pro-life majority of young people after we told them 
what Roe versus Wade did, which demonstrates just the incredible amount of education we still have to do. I know you to know about Roe versus Wade. I know many of the viewers at CBN know what Roe versus Wade was and did and the horrors, you know, the 63 million that we are remembering here today that we've lost that we tried to save and we couldn't save. But the majority of Americans have no idea. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do, but a lot of reason to be hopeful. Absolutely. So, I mean, we know the victory's already been won for yeah. us. To see our full coverage of the 2023 March for Life and to catch more interviews like the conversation with Kristen, head on over to the CBN News YouTube channel. All right, Trey, thanks for that conversation there. Really appreciate it. That leaves us with time here for one last thing. So Proverbs 3, 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. There's two parts there. Don't think you know it all and be wise in your own eyes and then have reverence for God and push away evil. So I guess it's really three, three pieces of the puzzle there. But I love that last part shun evil yeah yeah and of course trust not on right before that is trust and lean not on your own understanding but trust in the lord and it's like that's where we need to lean on for wisdom and so many times we're trying to figure it out on our own and we're spinning our wheels and all we have to do is go to god with it instead yeah and scripture i think it's james 1 5 i think that's the reference uh talks about the lord gives wisdom freely and generously to anybody yeah. who asks for it right so there's there's an unending well of wisdom that we can have if we just ask the lord instead of relying on ourselves so yeah. great reminder absolutely it's a good place to leave it here for this wednesday i hope you're having a fantastic week and your wednesday started off right you're caffeinated and contented at least as at least as much as billy is so uh Head on over to cvnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise. We'll be back here tomorrow with more. God bless. We'll see you then.